If you haven't had a chance, check out the Jazz Pod Co-op on Twitter. It's a group of podcasts with like-minded people that just want to share their opinions on the jazz. Here's a preview. Mark and Doug Hincy on the twos and threes. The weird things about dude shots is like my favorite like NBA subcategory of and like or they're like the length of their arms affecting something. I, I'm, I'm like whether they jump off of one foot because, or two foot. Right. Like, Emily and McCoy on the Jazza Gals. If anything, that video also reminded me like how just a few inches difference it was between us being on one side versus the other, you know, like, well, we all know a few inches can make a difference. Who Logan and Jared on hitting the high notes. I I don't even care if they're hurt. I mean, we're not going to dance on any injuries, but yes. I I, I can't make any promises, but I don't even care if it's a fluke or we cheat. I don't even care. If you're not cheating, you're not trying, right? Uh, That's what they say. And Brian and McCade on home court press. With Boyan, Memphis is really struggling to shoot. So giving Boyan to the Grizzlies and then having the Grizzlies forward our first-round pick onto another team, if you can get Boyan a first-round pick and then get Memphis to throw in a first-round pick in the A and take Boyan, a lot of possibilities open for a guy like John Collins. What's up, folks? It's another edition. It's hitting the high notes. Jazz talk. It is I. I am here. Uh, I am your host. You can find me on the Twitterverse at Who Trust Superman. That's H U U T R A N Superman. Uh, on the Twitterverse, on the IG verse, on the MySpace verse. Uh, I'm everywhere. I'm uh, back to the MySpace days. I'm. Uh, that's actually Dragon Squatch's favorite. I'm uh, social media. Dragon Squatch. Logan, what's up, man? I do love. I do love the MySpace. It's, is MySpace still a thing? It is actually we, uh, you know, uh, I I just tweeted at Sam Farnsworth, see if he makes an appearance on the podcast today. But uh, yeah, we looked at MySpace. Um, uh, yeah, I think it's, it's like music base. We're we're no longer coding. We're no longer making our pages uh, really cool. I can't oh. even get into my MySpace. I don't even know my password anymore. So or the email I used even. So who knows? Yeah, uh, my, my 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 email for that was very clever back in the day too. Was I underscore get underscore tuna. At hotmail.com. So <laughs> at hotmail even. Like that, like. Yeah, it shows me that shows the mental capacity of where I was at the point in time. I, I, I just saw my guy uh, Brooks Kepka come across the screen. That's interesting. No, oh, yeah, Brooks there. Um, uh, <laughs> um, uh, I went out of order because I was talking about MySpace. I was like, I has to bring Logan on first to talk about MySpace. But um, uh, you know, MySpace could be a best space. Uh, what do you think? I'm gonna go to this as 49. Um, uh, how you doing, Jared? Uh, pretty good, man. Uh, it was a weird up and down game. Uh, MySpace has updated their interface. This yeah. is weird. Yeah, like, I'm a, like it, it looks like a news site now. It looks like Yahoo.com or something like that. I was like, oh. Yeah, yeah it totally uh, does. All right, MySpace, me. weirdos. Uh, yeah, so. Did, um, did, didn't, like, uh, Justin Timberlake buy it or something? Is that was it an Ashton Kutcher? Am I making things up now? Yeah, they probably, uh, you know, they, they probably thought it was going to be like Dogecoin, and um, uh, it did not turn out that way. I'm just trying to connect it back to the Memphis Grizzlies, who I think Justin Timberlake owns a part of the Memphis Grizzlies, right? Indeed. Or did? Indeed, he does. Yeah. He owns Memphis, actually, just the city of Memphis. He, yeah, Memphis he is pretty I, much. I think, I think by law he owns Beale Street because he married uh, Jessica Beale. Oh, fair enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, the, one, the one that got away. The one that got away. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna let's, uh, we, we're gonna start doing pods. I think you know we're, we're gonna try to do it every post game, uh, especially especially for the wins. On, on the losses, maybe not. Like. Uh, that lot, let, let's talk about the game one game one loss because we didn't really talk about it. Um, how disappointed did you guys feel after that um, uh, game one game one lo- game one loss? Excuse me, uh, Jared. Uh, 
Well, I mean, it was kind of a it was kind of a weird game. I mean, they went down big, and I guess you kind of figured without Donovan, they probably weren't coming back from that. And then they made that late push, and then people seemed to be obsessed with two phrases. Uh, they kept talking about uh, fake comebacks, and uh, I, don't, I don't even remember what the other word was. I, I needed both those words. Speaking of uh, fake comebacks, um, uh, the Kim Kardashian video, Dragon Squatch, we'll talk about that later. But um, game one, like I'm a, you know, I, I feel like yeah, you feel a lot of emotions when the games are on. I do, and it's leaking out more and more. If you saw my Twitter tonight, it was not it was not pleasant. <laughs> it was not pleasant. Um, it, no, it's uh, I, game one was it was it was very disappointing. I mean, I think we were all gearing up and building up for it. And to see them kind of, and I understand you're without Don, but like they just, they seem super flat. And uh, it just, it was, it was just, it was a bummer to see them kind of like that. And I guess, I, I know we make excuses. I don't know what the excuse was. I guess one could maybe say rust. I don't know. Cause when you're taking a week off, does rust versus rest, what's the, what's the magic formula? I, I don't have any idea, but either, either way, it was just, it was, it was a major bummer to see them just come out and kind of lay an egg, you know? So. Yeah. I am uh, like, I, you know, uh, I, I sent a troll tweet out after the Grizzlies beat the Warriors, and it turned out to be, you know, pr- prophetic there. It was, uh, like, I, I said something to the effect of, like, so how much are the Grizzlies um, uh, favored by, like, nine points? Because they're the hot team um, uh, coming in. Uh, the Jazz are going to be rusty. Uh, you know, Donovan has missed so much time, da 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 And, you know, I laughed to myself because a lot of people thought it was, not, not a lot of people, but people thought it was serious. I was like, oh, you guys, are, you guys must be new here. But, um... You know, it did look. You know, there was a lot of talk about rust, right? A rust uh, going into game one, uh, and the problem that I have with that argument is that, you know, literally like twelve other teams didn't play for a week, and the Suns didn't look rusty. You know, uh, the Blazers didn't look rusty. Like, you know, all the other teams didn't look rusty. Only the Jazz looked rusty, and uh, I, I don't know. Like, um, uh, you had that game, you have like the Minnesota games, you have the Washington games. And it's starting to like build up to go be like, hmm. I, uh, I don't know. I, uh, it makes it gives me some more worry. I guess I, I don't know if you guys are worried any more than you were uh, before the playoffs started. But that game was like, oh boy, yeah, we've seen that we've seen that script before, and it's, it doesn't seem like it's a, a one and done thing. It seems like this could happen, you know, at any at any game in the playoffs here. So I don't know. Am I am I making too big a am I making a mountain of a molehill there, uh, Jared? Well, I think. Uh, I think you have a point. I mean, what really disappointed me the most was the uh, the inconsistent defensive effort. I mean, in, in both of these games, it felt kind of like a, a seesaw. I never really knew at what point the Jazz were going to be too high, too low, you know, swinging all over the place. Uh, say one more time, Jared, uh, that, that last sentence you cut out a little bit. Uh, well, the Jazz were all over the place. They were kind of too high, too low, I mean, on defense and it just, I, I like, it just kind of was the same way tonight. Like the defensive effort didn't really seem like it was there until end of the fourth quarter, which is like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I just, as I hear, they're never supposed to be too high or too low. So, um, Logan, uh, we'll, we'll get to game two just real quick here. Let's, let's finish on game one real quick. Yeah, um, I have to, I have to, I have to apologize. Um, I can't believe that I, you know, in the background here, the NBA on TNT is playing. And so I'm going to blame it on, Osmosis that it's absorbing into my system. I'm giving that I gave a half ass terrible take that wasn't real. Like, I, you know, I can't believe I just made the rust argument. Um, <laughs> that's I, as you were breaking it down, like, what did I do there? No, I, I you're, you're exactly right. I don't, I just, I can't, 
I can't. I just I don't I don't know what it was. It was just I think Jared hits it right on the head. It was very inconsistent and and all this paired everything he said. Defense is a definitely a concern. We seem to still have no answer for Jaw, which is understandable to a degree, but no answer for Dylan Brooks is probably what is concerning yeah. to me. Yeah, you know, and and, and that guy score over twenty a game. Once you get to like other rounds, there's you know Kawhi and Paul George, or maybe Luka Doncic, or you know, like this, we can't stop those guys. Like, you know, it, it, is it just guards that we can't? Like, if it's just guards, uh, maybe we're okay. But you know, I, I don't think the, I don't know if the Jazz can stop Nikola Jokic. I don't know if the Jazz can stop uh, LeBron and AD or you know Chris Paul and Devin Booker. You know, so that that like it's something that we've harped on a lot. And you know, I, I won't go too much further. And it's just like, well, you know, those were concerns that I had at the beginning of the year, and they have not um, uh, been quelled uh, at all. So. Uh, but let's talk about the happier stuff. You know, game two happens. The Jazz win. Uh, I'll look it up again. One forty-one, one twenty-nine, I believe. Um, one forty-one, good. One twenty-nine, questionable. Um, unfortunately, today was just a busy day at work today. So, you know, it's a weird thing when you work in sports and you can't always watch the game. So we I, we saw about half of it, or I saw about half of it. Uh, Logan, what did I what did I miss today? I mean, they pretty they pretty well uh, owned the first half, and then uh, just it was in the third quarter they came out and scored on like all like their first like twelve was it twelve or fifteen possessions they scored. Um, I mean, they, they didn't make every shot, but if they get an offensive rebound and put it back in, it was something absurd. Like they had like thirty points in the first six minutes, and then from there it was just there it was back to a dogfight and just went back and forth the entire time. So um, I think going back to game one. I would have felt, I think I would have felt better, you know, better. I wouldn't have worried about game one as much and some of those old fears, like you've pointed out, if they'd come out and just, you know, kept kept their foot down the whole time. Now, I, granted, I get that, you know, every team makes a comeback, but 22 points to a team that, you know, you should be handily beating. How low did they get it? They get down to two or three. Um, two, yeah. A, yeah, a couple of times. And I think that's the concerning part is – um, that that they they did they did creep back in. So I know this is supposed to be the good news segment of it all, but I think the, I think the Grizz I think I really think the Grizzlies, you know, we we just worried about this one, but now we go into Memphis and, and kind of when you when I think everyone likes to the the one of the big buzzwords is gentleman sweep. In my mind, the gentleman sweep. I understand it's five games. In my mind, the gentleman sweep is essentially you win the first two, they win game three at home, and then you win the next two. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> going into Memphis, those dudes are going to be ready to play. Right. Uh, and the, the fans are going to be pumped, and it's going to it's it's I. We all thought the Grizzlies were going to be just easy to to work through, and I I, I don't know they they haven't shown any signs of unless the Jazz can make some ridiculous defensive adjustments. I don't know. Uh, I, I we always like to say, well, this team shot great, though they, that won't last. We we can't truthfully believe that the Jazz scoring 141 points is going to last. So um, something's got something's got to change. Otherwise, we got we really got our hands full in the first round, which is something I don't think any of us really expected. Jared, I want you to this is your chance to like tell me how stupid I am because uh, on uh, a different podcast, right? Um, uh, they asked me like, "Hey, um, what um uh, like what do you think the Jazz?" I, I, I said so. The reason I said sweep is because I don't I don't like saying five or I don't like saying what everybody else was saying. Like everybody was saying five. Like you know what? Let me just say four because um, uh, it's it's different, and it it it's more to the point of like I think the Jazz are. I think the Jazz are um, just a a better team than the Grizzlies, but 
maybe I, I don't I don't know if I meant to disrespect the Grizzlies. I didn't mean to disrespect the Grizzlies, but maybe in a way I did uh, by saying a sweep. Um, uh, so how bad does it look that um, uh, you know I thought the Jazz were just going to dominate, maybe not dominate, but play a lot better than they have against the Grizzlies? Well, I, don't, I wouldn't really put that on you. I'd put that on the Jazz's lack of intensity, which is the real concern. Like the Grizzlies have all the intensity, and the Jazz are just kind of like going through the motions, it feels like, most of the game. And that just, that's like, that's scary, man. I mean, this is, a, we're a one seed. We really should be trying to impose our will and say, hey, you know, we want that respect that we feel like we deserve instead of just kind of, oh, yeah, we're just going to float our way to the next round and hope that we keep winning. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. It's, it's something. They look, they look, they, they've looked, they look, they've looked more like the Jazz over the last, and granted, Don was out. They look more like the Jazz over the last month than the Jazz of January and Deathuary, right? It feels like it's a continuation of confusion, right. uh, just, just, just inconsistency. And I just like, I mean, again, just, just the, I, I think that's what it comes down to is effort, right? I mean, schematically, they actually ran their offense quite well tonight. I was pleased to see them. It seemed like they were playing their game, right? Defense, I don't understand. So you guys have to explain that to me. It seemed like John Morant got whatever he wanted, whenever he wanted. It doesn't. I'm not sure, or not. I don't know enough about him. It doesn't appear as though the guy can shoot. Everything was at the bucket. So yeah, he did um, something like twelve or seven. Said someone posted a, a tweet, and I wish I knew who it was, but I saw it as I scrolling past. It said twelve or seventeen inside to the uh, inside the arc. So that's that. You know, it is concerning, right? His floater was like un- unstoppable too, and I mean, that's um, ridiculous. Like. Yeah, his pull-up game was was, was nasty. Yeah, his, um, uh, his floater is reminiscent of, of Mike Conley, actually. Um, yeah, and, very, and, and, very true. And that's uh, you know, like a, a guy that um, uh, you know, gets dunked on. Uh, that HP basketball guy um, didn't give a like when the playoffs started. He didn't give a Jazz Nuggets or Jazz sorry Jazz uh, Memphis uh, prediction because he he has to, he wanted to look a little more. He goes the he said the Grizzlies were number one in the paint and number one at floaters. The one shot the Jazz. Are really bad at defending, and you know he got dunked on by Jazz fans. But here we are, two games in, and you know the analysis doesn't look bad, doesn't look wrong. Um, right. And um, uh, yeah, when when Jared mentioned intensity, I think I had Logan and I probably had the same thought. We we're talking about, you know, when was the last time we saw the Jazz have that intensity that that, that they're going like, you know, you, you don't quote unquote back into the first seed, but man, like. Seeing how the Jazz ended the season, seeing how the Jazz looked at these first two games, it is concerning. <laughs> it doesn't look like they, you know, again, Memphis, you know, this is a team that um, uh, came into the series with really nothing to play for. Like, they had really, they beat the Warriors, got that off their back, and anything that they got in the first round was going to be house money. But you give, you give the Grizzlies game one, that's a lot of confidence that says, hey, you know, we can probably win the next series. Uh, we, we, you know, if a game or two goes your way, you know, you win game three or game four. If you win both of them, you're, you all of a sudden you're up three one. Yeah, I mean, the, the Grizzlies have a little confidence now, and like they're they're really are taking it one game at a time. Just get one more game. Like even if they leave Memphis two two, that's a huge win for them. You know, they just have to win one more in Utah, and then they'll have, they'll have a shot. You know. Um, yeah. So um, uh, it, it they is. They wouldn't have to win another one in Utah. They have home court now. I, I, I oh, said he's he, saying if they leave Memphis two two. Right, if they leave two two, then it's the best of three series, and they just oh like, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. Like yeah. they just have to go you know w- one more game. So like, 
yeah, it, it, it is like right now, just like it's all, <laughs> they're at the craps table, they're up a thousand bucks, and they're just like, they're letting it ride, you know, they're, they're pressing their bets because uh, they, they have nothing, you know, they're, they're going further than anybody had them uh, at the start of the playoffs. And so that, that's, that's a dangerous, scary team. Um, like Dallas is up 2 0 on the Clippers going to, uh, going to Dallas. Uh, the Suns and Lakers are at one one, but I think that's that was probably where everybody thought that was gonna go. Um, and Portland and Denver are at one one, so I mean this could be a real dogfight. If the Jazz don't want to get rest, if the Jazz want to, you know, the Jazz don't want to go to a game six, game seven, while maybe Dallas goes only four or five. Well, here's a here's a silver lining for you guys. According to Stat Muse, Mike Conley had a career high of fifteen assists tonight. And that's the most playoff assist for jazz players since Trey Eric Williams. Darren Williams, Trey Burke, yeah. uh, Trey Burke, and then Darren Williams uh, for, since two thousand nine. So, Trey, Trey Burke. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, the, 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 I mean, yeah, to, to go to a silver line, there was some. There, I was gonna, I was gonna touch on Connolly too, uh, as well. I mean, he, I mean, he seemed to when they when they because they made that good run in the third quarter, and then they made another little mini run there in the fourth and just Connolly's ability to take over the game was impressive. I mean, I, I don't know how many dunks he got Rudy on the pick and roll. He hit a big three and it was just exactly what you hope from, from that veteran presence. Right. So, right. Sure. Um, uh, another one thing that I was happy to see is Royce hit some threes tonight. And uh, that was, when he took he, him. He, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, there was one that he passed up that was a little frustrating, but, but uh, I, other than that, I think he, he pulled the trigger pretty, pretty well. So it was good to see him actually see a couple go down. Um, I have no idea how Bogey did. I didn't look at his, and obviously Rudy was a stud. Don was a stud. So I think it was, something was like uh, I think Dan tweeted out that Donovan had the most usage, but it wasn't as high as he usually is because he played he played you know fewer minutes, but it was pretty even. Like Joe was really efficient in you know in not many possessions, um, so it was, it was like all around really a really good game for everybody. Um, yeah, I, I like when Royce his threes because he does his little like three antler thing. I, I would just yell Bullwinkle. So Bullwinkle. Um, yeah, guys, I'm like, so I, I tweeted out after the first game cause you know, again, I, I, I don't, you know, I don't, I don't feel bad or good after wins or losses. Um, it, you know, my soul's gone. Like, I mean, even after this one, I'm like, all right, I felt good for like maybe a minute. I'm like, all right, cool. You know? And then I got to work and had to do some stuff and got ready for this pod. And I actually talked to him, uh, uh, your, your ex-wife there, uh, Logan, cause I was asking her how she felt and she asked me and I was like, she goes, what, what do you mean you don't have a soul? Uh, which means she doesn't listen to the show. But <laughs> I, I just said, you know, I, I don't, you know, get down or up for for games. And she's like, oh, man, I'm a, I, you know, I wish I had that. Like, no, you don't because you just don't enjoy sports as much is what it comes down to. Because, like, this win, I think people should feel good about it. Uh, the Jazz, you know, put up a lot of points. They they looked like they had fun doing it. Donovan looked like he, he, uh, he was back for the sports that he was in, right? Um, he looked intense. Uh, he was, you know, pointing at the crowd. Um, Donovan, I mean, I mean, Donovan and Rudy looked like they were the MVPs of the game, besides John Moran, right? For sure. I just, I, I just want them to get to foul Dylan Brooks out sometime in this series. That'd be nice. <laughs> I mean, the fact that he didn't foul today is is crazy with all the fouls that were called. So. <laughs> Hey, I'm Mark. And this is Doug. What's up? And we're co-hosts of a weekly podcast on the Utah Jazz called Twos and Threes. It's available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, and wherever else you get podcasts on your feed every Monday morning. 
Mark's my big brother, and you could say this podcast is a family affair, but really we think of the jazz and jazz nation as our family. So we'd love for you to participate with us to listen, and really, let's do this together. Go jazz. Go jazz. Be our family. Boom. Hi, I'm McCoy. Hi, I'm Emily. And we're the Jazzy Gals. If you're looking for in-depth Utah jazz basketball analysis, this ain't it. <laughs> but if you are looking to discuss how great Rudy's beard looked this week, jazz Twitter crushes, or other fun pop culture things, you have come to the right place. That's right, and you can find us wherever you get your podcasts. And also on Twitter at JazzyGalsPod. Go Jazz! Go Jazz! Speaking of Donovan, uh, I just want to say that, uh, you know, with whatever happened, thank God that the Utah Jazz training staff got an extra like ten hours to work on his ankle that he was ready for game two um, uh, after being held out after game one. Um, Logan, let's go to you. Uh, uh, so the the situation is Donovan's. Uh, from what I read and heard, Donovan's um, his own personal training staff said he was ready to go. By game one, like I'm a, like they said, everything's good. Uh, literally, like three hours before the game, three or four hours before the game, like he was held out. Like, oh nope, he's not playing tonight. And that was a very like how weird was Sunday night? It was it was very bizarre. I mean, because leading up to it, it went all the way back to like Thursday or Friday, right, with him not being on the injury report and the things he was he was saying or the things that the coaching staff was saying. It felt like someone was joking or wasn't being. I thought we was just waiting for it to not be serious. Um, I, I, I don't know. It's it's um, it's confusing. Um, I guess looking how good he looked tonight. I guess I mean. I guess I'm. What I keep falling back to is I think that perhaps the Jazz got a little greedy and thought they might be able to get away with one more. I mean, that didn't look like a guy tonight who was who couldn't have gone two days ago. Right. And like, and you uh, or jazz, three days ago yeah. or whatever and, it was. And like Monday morning, like it was like Monday, like, so he got called out at three, like Monday, like at 9am or something, like not, not even 24 hours later, the judge was like, Oh yeah, he's good to go. Like, I, it's just one of those weird things. Like, okay. Like you want to help them out. You, you, your, your training staff thinks that he's not good to go. They don't want, a, you know, a Kevin Durant situation or, or whatever. Right. But again, you know, injuries are weird. Like we're not doctors. It's just it's the the optics is really bad to me. Uh, Jared, am I making too big of a deal out of this? Jared. Yeah, sorry, it was some trash. Um, well, I mean, I think you're kind of right, man. I feel like everybody feels that way at this point because like, it's hard and it's impossible to know what other factors there could be, would be, should be. But, I mean, I was also really nervous when he went back to the locker room a couple times tonight, so I really don't know what to think. And we, and he had the hard fall in the fourth quarter. So, like, I mean, yeah, I mean, there's a thing that the, there is a, a, an increased risk to him. It, it's just one of those weird things that, like, the Jazz training staff said he's not ready to go for game one and less than 24 hours. That's the thing is that it was literally, like, the next morning, and they're like, oh, yeah, he's good to go now. Like, you can like what changed in less than 24 hours that you guys were just very confident that he's ready to go. Uh, especially since he was, was on, I don't know, just something weird, especially since the, the thing that really bothers me is that Don, you know, he, I think he was throwing shade at, uh, I, I try not to read too much into things, but 
you know, before game time, he tweets out uh, on his Instagram story. So, you know, posts on his Instagram story, uh, politics as usual, uh, the song. And then, uh, you know, after the game, tweets out, puts on his Instagram story. Uh, I wish I could tell you all, you know, um, everything. But, you know, he wanted to be out there. So, like, you know, social media just is one of these, like, weird things that usually makes things worse. But hearing those, I was like, oh, boy. Like, you know, the Jazz and Donovan, I don't think, are 100% on the same page. Um, you know? Yeah, it's a, it, it's, it's a weird thing, who because it's like you've got these two extremes, at least on my Twitter feed. And on, on, unfortunately, I don't – outside of talking to you guys, which isn't a bad thing, I don't really have any sports interaction with people other than Twitter. So you see the extremes of people that are going to take it to so far who want to see the Jazz destructive. This is this is Don – Forcing, he's going to force his way into New York, and it's the you know the the sky is falling to a terrible degree. But then our jazz fandoms just want to also duck their head in the sand and pretend like it's not a thing, and pretend like the unsalvageable stuff from a year ago wasn't a thing. They were definitely a thing, like that. It was definitely a thing. Like that's that's and so it, it's it feels like the truth is probably somewhere in the middle. Right. Because I, I I do I do think that Rudy and Don can, had to come together, and I think that we've seen and everyone recognizes it. They still don't appear to be. It's like you would always point out who they. It seems as though they have an amicable working relationship, but they don't seem like the buddy buddies like of the teams we saw with Rubio and the rest of them. Right. Right. It just doesn't seem to be that, um, and that's fine. And and they work their way through that. And honestly, I think I would love to pick their brains too to see how much the bubble had to do with that because I think the bubble forced them to be around each other and kind of work some stuff out which would be an interesting side story on, you know, if there wouldn't have been a bubble, had things, how, th- how things would have gone. Right. So I understand we, we want to, we want to pretend like it wasn't a thing, but it was definitely a thing. And I think what's disappointing to me about it, and I haven't really thought a ton about it yet. And I'm sure I will. Cause I, it, it's, 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 it definitely is worth examining. What's disappointing is I think out of the, the COVID situation, Rudy seemed to self-reflect and mature I think that's what he did and his play this year, I think has reflected that. And I think he truly came back and took that as a chance, but what you're talking about with Donovan's little Instagram stuff is someone who looks to me like he hasn't quite matured yet because you know, whether what, regardless of whatever went down with him and Rudy previously a year ago, we could, we all felt as though that Don with his responses to the media and other people felt like he was being immature that's, yeah. that's the way I feel, regardless of what you thought or who did what to who. And again, Rudy made a mistake. I get that. But it, 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 my takeaway really was that Don felt like he was being very immature in the way he was kind of making some things public. They didn't have to. He could have easily just said, you know, no comment to the questions. But he talked to he, he made it known that he and Rudy weren't talking to each other. And, uh, you know, we, we let it slide. He's young. But th- th- this this kind of shows someone who's not really maturing. And I don't think that that's that's a far fetched thing to say. What does that mean? I have no idea. But yeah. I, but it, it's 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 got some it's got some diva undertones to it. Yeah, there there are um, some people who still feel that way about like um uh, they they still dislike um uh, Donovan for his immature um uh, behavior. Uh, then Jared um uh, do these like you know these posts these you know social media interactions um do they worry you at all? Uh, well, I haven't really looked at whatever happened on Instagram, so I honestly don't know. Um, hearing you describe it doesn't sound like a positive thing, honestly. Um, so, I, I guess what weirds me out about it too is he seems very, for for the most part, he seems very Russell Wilson like, and that he's 
very calculated in most of the stuff he does. So this stuff doesn't seem to add up. You know what I mean? Like he, if he he's not someone who's always continually doing those things. So that's what's surprising. He's he's pretty much he's pretty conscious of his his image. And so I don't know. It's it's it's, it's it'll be interesting to see yeah. years down the road as we as we start adding all these things up what it meant. Yeah, he's savvy. Like I'm. Uh... You know his tweet, and that's the one that's still up. It says, "Sorry, y'all. I wish I could say more. I'll be out there soon." And it's just like, again, yeah, this, this that, that is confusing. Like, I wish I could say more. That it's a right. It's like, why, why is he doing this? Why is he violating the question? Because yeah, I'm with I'm with you guys on this. So like, exactly. he, he, so he's he's blaming the because the Jazz are a very tight lipped organization. Something that we have on this podcast said probably a good thing. Um, uh, they're very you know. Uh, you know, let's keep things quiet as 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 uh, they can. Uh, but man, this is uh, again like uh, another situation where pff, who knows things um uh, things don't see, and it's it, we'll probably get more into it. But yeah, seeing the tweets some of the day of like again, I'm you know you guys know me, I'm not really somebody who you know gets gets to the edge of the cliff. Uh, but I like I see those Donovan tweets and my worry level has probably doubled. Like I'm like well, yeah. The, the, well, one of the concerns is the first one's the, the first one before the game, which I didn't know existed till now, uh, which is what gets me going even more. Is that that one could one could interpret that as being okay? This is kind of a you know a, a very a very sly troll job, right? But he didn't leave it at that. He chose to then come out and almost be as direct as possible. Pretty much said it wasn't me. <laughs> yeah, mean, and I mean I don't it, know who he's that's, I don't I, know who he's blaming, but he's not blaming himself. Yeah, and um, so it's uh, it's one of those things that and look, you know. Logan, oh no, you know, screw it. I'm not gonna say. I'll speak for, for myself. I tweet and I on social media way more than I should be, um, and I've had jobs where I've had bad days and I tweeted or put it out there, um, and you know we all do it. You know, I mean, I, I'm 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 13 years older than Donovan. Like I do stupid stuff. I the only problem is that I have you know 200 followers and 198 of them are like you know, porn star bots. And Donovan has lucky. <laughs> Donovan has millions of people, and it's one of those things that, you know, it it comes with the territory. If if you're gonna make multi million dollars and work with organizations that have this stuff, you do have to be more careful what you put out there. Like he was frustrated, obviously. Yeah, he yes, I get it. he's he's a competitor competitor, and he wanted to be out there, and things happen. But man, like you know, this is like airing dirty laundry type stuff, and. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully it's nothing. I, I'm I, there's a chance that I'm just making a mountain out of molehills. I'll use the I, same. I, I I don't think it means anything this year, and I don't. And it may turn out to be nothing ever. Maybe we'll look back at this at some point and be like, uh, hopefully, you know, that was just, that was just something. But but yeah, to ignore it is is also foolish. Yeah. Uh, to brush it in there. What what what's, what's y'all's take though on? Obviously, this invoked a whole lot of. John and Carl would have suited up and played. They wouldn't have listened. R- Reggie Miller said the same thing tonight on the broadcast. Well, I mean, what's what's your guys' take on it? Do you think the NBA player this day and age has that power? Or, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's interesting because if you Did, really wanted to go that bad, right. you know, I, I don't know. It's an interesting, it's a, a, I guess, a different side discussion. I mean, so the, the other – It almost the, feels like fake tough guy a little bit to me, to be honest. The other end of it is Kevin Durant, right? Like, I'm uh... – Kevin played towards Achilles, so he lost a whole nother year, right? And you know, Achilles, right? Like that's a that's a huge injury. That's that's like the, the kiss of death almost for for a lot of players. Um, and um, uh, uh, 
And then after that happened, Kevin came out against the organization and said, "Hey, you know, he he wasn't one hundred percent sure, but they forced him, right? So you know, you don't know. It could always go the other way. Like the organization is trying to cover their asses one way or the other. And uh, I mean, the problem is that like when we're trying to uh, compare nineteen ninety eight to two thousand twenty one, I don't know. There's just so many differences that it's hard for me to say those are." Those are similar yeah, that, situations. That, that's my that's my question though. That's what I'm getting at. Not necessarily the, the you can go the back and forth on the what if if you really get hurt. I'm saying what kind of power do you think he really had or didn't have? That's yeah. that's 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 what I'm curious as to what your guys' thoughts are. Because yeah. um, Kevin Durant, I it just, it just feels like if certain dudes were wanted to go, they'd be able to go. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't the, know. It's just an inter- interesting thought activity. It doesn't really mean anything, I guess. But. The the investments are, are are bigger now, right? Like um, uh, Kevin and John weren't making, you know, three or what is, what is Donovan's like two hundred twenty million, you know, like those two together weren't making that combined, right? Inflation's a thing now, and uh, uh, so like Donovan is making a lot more money than those guys were. But Carl and John probably also, you know, had institution uh, institutional power. Like they've been around long. They they were the franchises. Um, and Donovan, you know, the, they treat Donovan more as an asset than as a franchise player, right? Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I, 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 that, that one's interesting. Uh, Jared, do you, have, do you have any thoughts on that? Let me, let me gather my thoughts while I'll let Jared talk about this. Jared just got, she just got to change a tire real quick. Fold a little, fold a oh, I didn't laundry. realize I was on mute. Sam fold a little laundry. Dan Barnesworth saw your tweet uh, from earlier about, uh, you know, making appearance after a Zoom call. So you might want to get on that. Um, I, I'm waiting for him to come in. He's he's uh, he's right outside <laughs> the door. I'm waiting for him to come on in. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, well, Sarah Todd did say that Donovan said when he checked out, went to the locker room, he was just trying to keep his ankle warm and not get cold. And it wasn't anything concerning. So I don't know if that's covering something, but that does me feel a little bit better about him going to the locker room. Um, just as an update on that. Um, I, I mean, I think generally speaking, uh, we we can make a lot of suppositions here, but we don't have a lot of information to go off of. So, so I think mostly, I just feel like, you know, the Jazz did what they thought was best for their long the long term longevity and health of the franchise, and and Donovan wanted to play because you know that's I mean he he's a competitor, so. I, I do still wonder what it was that made them decide to hold him out of game. I, I just, I don't know. I don't know. It just feels weird to me. Like they felt they could beat the Grizzlies without him or something. So they're just like, yeah, we're going to let you rest an extra game just to make sure you're hundred percent, hundred percent, hundred percent. I don't know. It just, it just feels so weird. He didn't, he didn't look all that rusty either. He, you know, played 25, 27 minutes and 25 points. That was just, yeah, rust is um, uh, the the magic number for rust is one week. Like um, uh, if you if you only rest for one week, then you're rusty. Or if you only rest for one week, then you're rusty. But you know anything less or more than that, you're not rusty. Obviously, so. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, I, I, yeah, yeah. I mean, I guess I, I guess I guess that's the thing is, um, either way, there was enough back and forth to where it felt like it was on the edge, right? So it wasn't like it was a definite out or a definite go. What I'm saying is, there's enough subjectivity there. That what I'm asking is like, we all feel like if there was if it was that close and LeBron says he wants to play, LeBron gets to play. 
Yeah, I where 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 does where does Don rank where does Don rank in that hierarchy? Has he not earned that juice yet? Because yeah. if he did and he kind of left it up to them and he could have put it up, then that's what I'm saying. It's just yeah. it's, some, it's some pretty gnarly fake tough guy stuff. But uh, I, well, again, I like Jared said, we'll, we'll we'll never know. Yeah. We'll, we'll never know. I understand what you're saying. I just we I won't know. Someone knows, but yeah, we won't. like I'm, uh, I I because like until you asked, I hadn't thought about it at all, and I don't know where I fall on that. Like it, it is weird. Like. You know, it's on one hand, ba- it's a hold me back, bro. Like I'm, I'm the guy who says he's gonna fight, but not gonna fight. Hold me back. <laughs> on one hand, I'm, uh, you know, well, unless we make a championship run, then there'll be a tell-all book. Can there's tell a. That's all we want to know. Yeah, when the next pandemic hits, like 30 years after it happens, we'll be like, <laughs> yeah, because like I mean, Joe, Joe Ingles, Joe Ingles sneakily has all the rights to this. He's gonna go with Jordan and just hold it out against everyone until <laughs> it's ideal. Like, oh, he's such a good, he's such a good, a good, fun-loving guy. He's like this savvy businessman. He's got all this dirt on everybody. And just, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, just, it, just turn once he retires, just turns on everyone, starts writing these nasty tell-alls. <laughs> <laughs> Got all these hidden cameras. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm, 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 I am confused because, like, it, yeah, yeah. You're, like, you're but right, with that like, money, he, he he does a lot of good for the world, so we're fine with it. Yeah, uh, yeah. So uh, speaking of Joe, let's um, uh, let's get ready to like, wrap up. We're, we're gonna hit our Clarkson corner here. Congratulations, Jordan Clarkson, sixth man of the year, and not even close, particularly like. Uh, what started off as a close race with all the leaked votes, uh, not close at all. Jordan Clarkson, uh, the sixth man of the year, and um, you know, let's you know, let's give it to go this year. This is his boy. This is his corner. Uh, how do you feel about uh, JC as the sixth man? Well, I I felt like that the the way they awarded it couldn't have been more perfect. Where they had a they had him and Joe. I mean, it's what, it's what we asked for. <laughs> <laughs> they had him and Joe on TNT, and then Joe Joe gave Joe gave him the trophy. Yeah, that is exactly what we asked for. It was it was just perfect, man. They they must have listened to the pod and was we're like that's a great idea. <laughs> what up, Kazam? Um, yeah, like I was like I was like oh, I saw the video. I'm like oh they, I, again like the the war show is like something I don't look forward to any. You know they they've had what three years now. Never watched a single second of it. Thought it was like the dumbest thing to announce the awards. Like three months after they were voted on, yeah. Um, so. I, I know it's like it's supposed to be this big ratings thing that they wanted to make it like a you know I I get what why they're putting it up there but just never just never um uh, you know was very appealing and so it was like seeing these awards being handed out um uh, you know by family members by teammates I'm like all right like a, like Julius Randall got this from his son right like I'm uh I didn't see a clip or anything but I heard but. Just oh. saw it happen, actually. Just yeah. saw it happen. <laughs> yeah, so, I mean, it's cool. I mean, I, I like it. Uh, Logan, uh, so here's the thing. I feel bad because, like, the last episode with Andrew was basically a theoretical podcast of, like, things that didn't happen. Joe Ingles winning the Six Man Award and a Jazz Warrior series that um, uh, is in the ether. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Year. Yeah, maybe next year. Uh, yeah, like, I'm a, Jordan Clarkson. I'm a, so the first ever I'm a Jazz Six Man uh, I mean, do you do you get excited about stuff like this? I, I didn't think I would, and I don't think I will about any of the other awards. But to see it, uh, they sucked me in, man. Like that video was really good, and then like some of the videos afterwards with Clarkson and his family, and just you could see how much that dude uh, they really meant to that guy. Yeah. So I was happy to see. I, I don't, again, I don't have the, I don't really know much about these guys. I just take people's words for it because with, when you don't have a lot of social media, and I'm not in the local market, I don't get to see it so it was a little more glimpse into i guess clarkson's personality that i was just taking everyone's words for so it was it was was cool i was glad to see him get it and i kind of liked the fact that he's just kind of there was a big push for joe and joe's great and i get that but i just you know 
I understand that we, we want certain things out of our players now. And maybe it's just the, the faction of Twitter I follow, but it was, you know, Jordan Clarkson's imperfect. There's no getting around that, but it was cool to see the old fashioned flamethrower get his, get his six, his six man. I mean, it was, it was cool. And wow. I was glad to see him, how much he really seemed to enjoy that. So I, I, I liked it. I cared about it more than I thought. The other ones I don't, I don't know that I will. I've got my weird illogical block for coach of the year. So I think it's Quinn. It's just, I don't want it. And then Rudy's going to get it for the third time. So I don't, I don't know. It doesn't, that's cool. I should, so I, I should always answer before I let Logan answer. Cause I'm like, Oh yeah. He just basically said everything I thought there. So I'm like, all right, cool. <laughs> uh, yeah. So uh, guys, game three, uh, I believe Saturday, what they say, Wednesday, Saturday. Yeah. Saturday. Uh, I believe. So another couple of days rest. Uh, um, Jared, I'm a, what other, what, what's the one other series that you're like really invested in? Uh, honestly, uh, I think the one I've watched the most of is, is Lakers Suns besides the jazz, you know, besides ours, that's the one I've watched the most of any game. Um, none of the other ones really seem to, I don't know. I've seen to have drawn me in in any way. Like I, I, like, uh, I don't like watching Paul George in the playoffs. It's just not a fun experience. Um, I'm not a big Luca guy because I feel like he's Euro Harden. Um, yeah, I don't know. Like, do you have a, a series you're keeping tabs on? Who? No, I'm not. Uh, yeah, I just watch the Jazz and then I just see the results for everybody else. I just, you know, when 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 you're a full time softball dad without actually being a real dad. And then, uh, you know, and even when I work sports, like, you know, we're just kind of too busy to watch other games. Like, I didn't watch any of the other, other East games today because, you know, our station was running jazz, 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 jazz. And then, like, a little bit of Jackson Dart. I was like, okay, there's, yeah, I have no time. Like, I thought the Hawks won the game today because the last time I saw it, they were up. But that was, like, the third quarter or something. Um, Logan. Um, uh, is what, there... is a, what is a Jackson Dart? He is the national. Is that a new car made by Dodge or what? Is yes, that? exactly. He's a football player that won an award, and he's from Utah, so good for him. Oh, cool. Um, so uh, Logan, uh, I said that song nonchalantly again. That's how much I care about it. Um, is there is there another series besides like Phoenix Lakers that that's interesting out there? No, no. All right, I, but, I, like, I... but but like but like Jared, I have watched I think almost every minute of that series just because. I, and again, it's not even necessarily the style. It's not even the. I don't know. I just want to. Either way, one of those teams is going to lose, and it's. I, I don't know. It's just. It's just. It's just weird to watch. I think I'm still trying to watch the Lakers and see if that terrifying fear is still warranted, and hoping. Yeah. Hoping like God that Chris Paul does us a favor for once in our lives and just finally takes <laughs> LeBron out. But I don't. I don't know, man. That shoulder does not look right. And this is uh, this is uh, why the, uh, uh, the the playoffs will suffer if the Lakers um, uh, are out because. There's no, there's no other team that anybody wants to watch if your team's not in it. So, that's that's you know it's a little broken, but hey, it is what it is. Uh, yeah. All right, guys. So let's do this again Saturday night. Let's let's try to get a guest on here, uh, somebody who <laughs> I feel bad like we're gonna be really excited about the game two win, and we did like 20 minutes of like, well, here's all the uh, you know get my people ready, all the yeah. shit that sucked, and so <laughs> yeah, please. It's that cat meow. Yeah, man. I was just like, what, is the, what is the origin of that? Is that you said something it's the root, Rubio? It's the Rubio? So um, uh, they did a commercial, and yeah. um, it's, uh, you know, I'll send it to you on Twitter here, like Donovan Mitchell. Uh, I'd rather not see it if it has Ricky Rubio in it. Oh, right, well, then. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> no, but I, I know we went. I know we went dark. Cat guy. Yeah, I, I know. I know we went like dark mode on this, and you know. Yeah, but I mean, I, 
I guess I had dark mode jeez, the KOA sponsored jerseys. These jerseys brought to you by Love's gas station. Um, the, the, uh, I, I do think, again, I think the first two games don't give us anything to really, that you can't feel super confident, but there's still time for it to change. Right. Like there's the, the we, we get some more Don, more full fledged Don. We'll see what happens. You know, we, we would hope that if we're a team that makes adjustments, we can make adjustments. I'm just saying we haven't seen it yet. Doesn't say, doesn't mean it's not possible. Right. I mean, the, the like, Jazz can very the, the Jazz can very well make a, a couple of adjustments here or there, and then next thing we know, it is the you know I'm, I, I refuse to call it the gentleman's sweep if you lose game one. That's the stupidest thing. We have to like petition that to stop. Like, if the if the Jazz I'm a, if the Jazz I'm a blow up Memphis in game three, that could change a lot of minds. But first, before we we head out and do shoutouts, like I'm a, let me introduce um a local Utah celebrity, KSL sports anchor, a viral video star. Um, uh, you know, this guy has, this guy is, it's not Hema. Uh, this guy has, um, uh, four-ish million views on his Twitter account. You can follow him at Samsworth underscore KSL. I wish I had another pair of headphones, uh, uh, readily here so you guys can ask some questions, but I'll ask him and he'll ask. Sam Farsworth has entered the building, folks. Sam, we, uh, I I do have an applause button. (laughs) There's the applause button. Let me, let me turn it up. Here we go. There's the applause button. There we go. Sam. Um, uh, you know, game two, Utah Jazz here. Um, you watched the whole game. You got to, you got to watch it. We weren't able to watch it here in the cave very, very much, but uh, we just did about twenty minutes about how disappointed we were in the Jazz after this one forty one to one twenty six win. Uh, we have to stay th- on brand. Here. We, we, we are on brand. brand. That's our brand. How do you feel, Sam? How do you feel about this game two win about the, for the Jazz? Well, I mean. It- after a game one loss, if you're a Jazz fan, you just got to be happy that they won, period. It's a win. Take it, run with it, get better from it. Because, yeah, there was there was a good stretch there, especially the beginning of the third quarter. Uh, and, and then it sustained. You know, it lasted throughout the entire quarter where Memphis played really good basketball. They erased a, what was that, one point, a 22-point lead, a 20-point halftime lead. They erased it uh, down to three at one point. Um, that I, I don't see how allowing Dylan Brooks to score 23 points in 28 minutes and allowing Jaw to go for 40 plus and still winning games. I don't see how that can be sustainable. So obviously there's got to be some kind of a, um, you, you always hear them talking about making adjustments. There has to be some kind of a defensive adjustment with those two guys to continue to win because, you know, they still scored 129 points, right? So if, that that's that's I think where the concern is. You got to be thrilled with what Donovan did in limited time, and you would like to think, if his ankle responds well from this game, that that the you know minutes restriction, if there's still one in place come Saturday, that that he he will have an increased amount of minutes. You have to like the way Mike Conley played with Donovan back. He saw the floor very well. I think you like the way Rudy responded late in the game, both defensively and offensively. Uh, those are all bright spots. You had seven players scoring double figures. That's great, but again, you know, I think I think as Jazz fans, and I, I call myself a Jazz fan. I grew up in Utah. I'm a Jazz fan. Yeah, I think as Jazz fans, you, sometimes you you want perfection, and that, that's kind of how I am. Especially when they're a number one team, you, you kind of want the blowout win where everyone shoots outstanding, and then Rudy has ten blocks, and you know they hold the team to a hundred points or whatever. But that's just – it's the playoffs. That's not going to happen. All right, two more questions, Sam. Um, or actually, two more questions for me, and then we'll see if I'm uh, my, uh, my co-host here. So tell me, what do you think the best barbecue in Memphis is? Well, I'm about to find out. I have no idea, right? Uh, 
I'm go I'm going down there on a Friday morning. We'll be out there for the for the weekend games uh, with the Jazz. And there's no doubt I'm going to be eating some Memphis barbecue. I've never been before, but I already even I know that you can't go to Memphis and not eat barbecue. So I will return and report. Who I will let you know how delicious the Memphis barbecue is. Uh, and uh, well, you were just saying, so that, that was, that was he won't take me with him to Memphis, so that's that's cool. Uh, he actually refused to go with me. Um, and also, real quick, um, uh, you were just on the post uh, game um, uh, conference call there. Anything interesting that anybody said there that um, you thought is like, it's worth sharing to the audience? Well, the, the, for me, the, the 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 part that I liked the most that stood out, Rudy Gobert was asked about you know Jaw challenging him uh, at the rim in that block, and. I love this about Rudy, and I, I just tweeted out the, the clip, so you guys, when you're listening to this, you can go find my Twitter and find the clip, but Rudy says he loves to be challenged. He says he knows he's going to get dunked on sometimes, but he also knows he's going to block some of those, and he wants guys like Ja to keep coming at him. He doesn't want him to stop. Keep coming at him. Keep testing him. He knows he's a competitor, but the way he said it, he's like, but so am I, and that's kind of how he ended, and, and I, I thought that was awesome. I loved that because that's – yeah, that's Rudy Gobert in a nutshell. I still remember, was it like three or four years ago when they were playing the Timberwolves and um, uh, Wiggins, Andrew Wiggins, threw down on him, I think, twice in the game. But the third time, Rudy swatted him. Rudy flexed, waved the finger. And it's like, you know what? He got dunked on twice, but he was still there. He wants those challenges. And I love that about Rudy Gobert. And, and he, he just kind of expressed that tonight. All right, Logan, Jared, I'm, uh, one question here for um, uh, the guy that was retweeted by Barstool Sports. You know, uh, the high honor <laughs> Sam Farnsworth there. Anything you guys want to ask him? That is high praise. That is high that praise. That is high praise. Um, I, I notoriously don't understand how defense works. Um, so, so, Sam, what, in your opinion, what kind of adjustments can they make, though? I don't – I mean, I, I've got no idea how anybody right. works. What, what can they do to try to slow them down because that's – that's rough. All right, I so, mean, yeah, 141 is great. 129 is not great. <laughs> Logan just said um, uh, uh, um, he doesn't understand defense. What can the Jazz do? This, like he said 141 is great for the Jazz. 129 is not great. What can the Jazz do defensively against the Grizzlies here? Man, that's, that's kind of a million-dollar question. Um, really, in my opinion, you can let Jaw do his thing. I, I, I've always felt like the way the Jazz play defense, you can let their star player, you can let a Steph Curry do his thing. You can let Jaw do his thing. Um, the two guys that you have to do a good job at keeping in check and keeping limited, to me, are, are uh, Jonas Valanciunas in the paint. And I thought they did a good job at that tonight. Game one, maybe not so much. But Dylan Brooks, in two games, he's been great. He got into foul trouble early, and that's one good approach. And I even asked Donovan about it in the postgame. Is that part of your approach? And he's like, yeah, that's always a part of the strategy to, to get contact, to get people into situations that, that they, they don't like or they're uncomfortable with. And that was part of the approach with Dylan Brooks, but still. So he was limited to 28 minutes instead of maybe 35 or 36, right? But he still scored 23 points. So th there's got to be a way, whatever the adjustment is, there's got to be a way to maybe limit him, get him out of the equation, um, and, and, you know, still control uh, the rebounds, the, the paint. Um, Memphis scores a lot of points in the paint. I, one way I look at it is that they don't shoot as many threes and make as many threes like the Jazz do. Maybe that's why the Jazz don't score as many points in the paints because they're scoring more from the perimeter. Um, but, yeah, Dylan Brooks, get him out of the equation as best as you can. Uh, I think that will help solve a lot of the problems. Uh, Jared, you got, you, got, you got another um, uh, question here? 
Sam, do you have a, a funny anecdote about who at work? Something crazy. <laughs> Sam, do you have a funny anecdote about um, uh, the best editor here? <laughs> uh, do you have a funny anecdote about me at work? About who? Uh, I don't know if I have anything funny. That that funny. Do I? Uh, who? You tell me. So here's the thing. Who is my, my NBA 2K coach? And... Um, <laughs> I, I had never played 2K before. I, I, I love sports video games. I just haven't played them for many years. And who brings in the 2K every now and then? Uh, Nate doesn't listen to this, right? I don't know. We, hey, look, we don't let it interfere with work. It's you, this, is, this is the reason why I have bags under my eyes. I end up staying at work too late playing 2K. And uh, it, I'll tell you what, though. I, I, think, I think who's taken some lessons from me. He's figured out that... If you got a big guy that can shoot the corner three, <laughs> no, really, I stink at it. But but it's uh, I know that's not that funny, but it's fun. It's fun to play two uh, K. Yeah, they're laughing. Yeah, well, he, 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 he's your coach. Yeah, he, yeah. The, the the visual of who over your shoulder coaching <laughs> up. Is, is pretty, uh, is he d- he does love Tom Chambers though. Sam, I'm uh, you know what? I'm gonna let you go to Memphis, uh, get some sleep, and then you can come back uh, maybe game five. Because uh, uh, Sam and I like almost work exclusively together now, so ex- exclusively together. I can't even say it. It's, it's late. KSL's KSL's hottest couple. It's KSL's hottest couple. You're right. <laughs> that got a good laugh out of Sam. So, uh, yeah. Well, thank you, Sam. Um, uh, yeah. Thanks, so guys. have fun in Memphis, and um, you know, next I'll bring an extra mic. We'll bring extra headphones. You, you can sit. You can play 2K while we while we um, uh, do the podcast. I've got viral magic now. You do have viral magic. So this podcast is about to just. Blow up, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Sam's Sam's been getting notifications for the past like week. Like every time I see his Twitter, it's just like twenty new, twenty plus every time. So (laughs) that that one barstool tweet is that one barstool. Um, uh, Actually, who do you think who do you think your most famous um, uh, person that retweeted that video was? Uh, Vin Scully. That I mean, he was right there. I'm trying to think of. It was Vince Scul- more, yeah, Vince Scully, Rex Chapman, Jamila Hill, yeah, like yeah. um, uh, yeah. So what's the tweet? I don't. I, I feel. Oh, I feel uh, so that video, the softball video. Sam, I'm, uh, so Sam and I, we were trying to get out of shooting the 11 o'clock video of uh, uh, the state baseball and softball championships for 5A schools. Mm. He went to softball. I went to baseball. And he got this like catch. This girl jumped over oh, the okay. fence. Yeah, I've, I've, I've seen the catch. Yeah, yeah, you, yeah the I've catch. That. And so he Good he boy. shot that. That was him. So. Um, uh, he that's he's basically the star. Like she made the play, but like if he was, if I mean, if she if she makes the catch and there's nobody there to see it, is it or nobody there to tweet exactly. out the video? Is it? Yeah, it never happens. So uh, we'll have Sam because like I'm, yeah, I, I've been trying to get Sam to come on here again. So if I if I bribe him with two K and a podcast at the same time and M and M's, he'll he'll come on. So all right, uh, Logan, give some shoutouts here. Yeah, so um, there's a there's a character here. I don't know. He disappeared from nowhere. His uh, handle is at barspin1, and he's just <laughs> he, he, his his picture is a picture of Bo Bichette, which I love because I'm an old Rockies fan, so the offspring of Dante. But he's had some pretty just good back and forth about the Jazz. He's not even a Jazz fan, but some good conversations the last few days. Um, the other one I got to go with with uh, what's what's uh, what's Barl's handle? Is it Hook'em Coogs? Is that what it is? I, I think believe it's something so. Yeah. Like that. But we all know who Barles is, but uh, I, I may have tweeted something out about uh, what you can. I, I was tired of hearing about how everyone loves Jaw and these Grizzlies, and I told. And if you if you love them, you can you can you can you can you can bleep off. And then sure <laughs> yeah. enough, Ke- sure enough, Keegs Keegs uh, said something about it. He said he just loves Jaw, 
and Barl didn't skip a beat. He says, Logan, do you have something to tell him? And uh, <laughs> it was just, it was, it was a quality exchange. I just, you know, you, you know, when you tweet something terrible out like that, it's bound to get someone who's, who's close to your heart and get keys is close to my heart. So yeah. I retracted, but like, but, but, but like a champ, he deleted the tweet, which was amazing. So um, <laughs> I, I don't know if I won or if I lost, but uh, you know, either right. way, it feels like it went, but I'll, you know, always, as, as always jazz pod co-op, um, the twos and threes, they are, they are the Donovan Mitchell of the pod co-ops. They've returned back from their uh, questionable ankle injury. Um, you know, <laughs> the home court press always doing what they do. Uh, germs and uh, Jedi and germs was back as well. Right. Yeah, I think so. Uh, this uh, week. And uh, I don't know if J- Jazz Jazz and may have, yeah. they may have left the team. They may <laughs> yeah, have exactly. Team. They, like, um, they might, find, they, they might, they might like team up with unsalvageable and take us all down. Yeah, they might. They would probably run into bigger, better things. Yeah, so. like, I mean, well, I mean, this podcast is probably going to burn down um, uh, anyway, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> um, Jared, um, uh, do you have any shout? I, I, you know, Logan doesn't shout us usually, but um, uh, I guess I should ask uh, Jared. Do you, you have anybody you want to shout out here? Uh, I mean, shout out to Burner Jaw. Uh, you know, we won. We won game two, so yeah. Uh, Burner Jaw, Joe Molinax, uh, Pete uh, Parker Fleming. Uh, so some guys from the Grizzly Bear Blues and stuff, uh, we had them on deck as well. So um, uh, uh, oh cool, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully soon. So uh, uh, and then shout out to Grizzly Reality, uh, Edward McKinnon. He's a solid dude. Good Grizzlies follow. Um, oh. We won. We won game two, so now it's a series, guys. Yeah, I feel like you know this before the series started. This was supposed to be a very cordial series, and it's it's um uh, yeah, and you know I'm kind of proud of that. It's turning into a non-cordial series. Uh, you know, like. Yeah. yeah, yeah, like that. That's what sports is about. Like you're supposed to get chippy, and then at the end of the day, you're like, "All right, cool." Like, like, uh, what's her name? Uh, the girl who does I don't know her last name, but the made made of Memphis Molly. Uh, she's starting to um, really get um, some uh, jazz. I'm like, "Wow, all right, cool." So it's gonna be like that, and you know what? I'm here for it. Let, let's go. Let's go. Donovan Our Mitchell. boy George Niang taking the hard foul on Jaw tonight. That was fantastic. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, like, hey, you know, sometimes you need an enforcer. If Jaw can carve out a Jay Crowder-like career, you know, hey, it's not a bad way to make a living. So, um, guys, let's, let's let's do this again Saturday. Um, uh, hopefully Mark from the twos and threes will be on. If not, we'll get somebody else or not. Or you can just listen to the three of us ramble. Uh, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Mark's is, Mark, the, the sex Mark skipped out on this was worth it, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying if the Jazz win, we have to wait uh, uh, an extra 15 minutes. Um, I don't know. He, he says he's not available. He was out tweeting and stuff, so that tells me something was going down. He was waiting for the, <laughs> bus, to get war- the bus to get warmed up is the way I read that. I, 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 I can, I've got no... But you know me; I've got no facts to back this up. This is pure speculation. But warm up yeah. that bus. Well, you and him are basically person, though. So I'm gonna. I mean, you. that's what I would. That's what I would be doing. <laughs> yeah. uh, so I don't. <laughs> yeah. uh, oh my! Uh, shout out to my uh, my girls' uh, my softball team, Blue Thunder. They won a game today. I guess a really hard team. So, and their season's over, and I'm very sad about that. Uh, how I, many know, games? How many, What was the record? How uh, you doing? know, I have no idea. I think they like won three or four. The, the problem is that like. As the season progressed, it was like, oh, hey, cool. We're going to teach you guys softball. And like two weeks into it, I was like, you know what? I just want to teach you guys to have fun while you're out here because <laughs> they were having a miserable time. Like softball and baseball as a kid is really boring because you go out in the field and you're waiting for people to hit the balls that never come to you. And then like you get one hit per game. And then that, that's the most like, – like, I was like, okay, guys, just don't play in the sand. That's all I, I, that's all I want. You guys not to play in the sand. Then I want you guys to go into the dugout and cheer for each other. Um, and like they got that going, and then they had fun. So I was like, "All right, cool. You guys had some fun. You guys learned 
like two things, I call that a win. Like they won a couple of games, but you know they weren't like great wins or anything. So I'm just like, all right, cool. You guys got cross base more than the other team. Awesome. But as long as I had fun, I'm I'm really glad. Like I know it sounds cliche, but it was you know the first couple of weeks I was like, uh, you guys really hate the sport. So let's change that. And yeah, they won more than one. They won a handful. That's good though. I thought yeah. I was maybe getting scared. That it was the last game. And it, when it comes to when it comes to cheering, you're the right guy for the, the, the team there. You know, so who who who, who Tan Tran Rally Man? That's that is, that is uh, correct. Uh, what is that? it? Sandridge Scorpions? Is Sandridge, that, is that the name of it? Yeah. So I, you know, we have time. We'll, we'll start, like, people have either t- tuned tuned out after Sam left anyway, or they're still here. But uh, Logan, before he met me, I think. Heard that I was a cheerleader in junior high. Is that right? I heard the legend. Yes. Yes. So, and uh, Logan was just like, "Oh, I'm not going to be friends with this." Probably some derogatory statement. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, you know, I, I've been called worse. So, um, yeah. I'm, yeah, I'm sure, by me, probably. Yeah. So I was just like, yeah, whatever. Like, you know. <laughs> Again, this is whatever, and I, and now look at us, you know, <laughs> look at us, look at us, the best, the best of friends. Uh, <laughs> no, but it's got, it's got it always had such a good ring to it, though. Who Tan Tran Rally Man? Yeah, like uh, that just it just sounds good, you know. So it, he, he he was breaking down walls before it was the cool thing to do. Right. You know, he was doing people hated him, and you know? it's so, it's so funny he you said that away. because that last game, um, uh, the parents, because like you, you know how in softball, like. When you watch girls softball teams, they cheer in the dugout, right? So we were trying to teach them those cheers, like you know, like positive cheers to do as a team, so they could have fun with each other. And then we go to her brother's baseball game after, and she goes, "Hey, do you know what a toe touch is?" I was like, "Oh my god, I do know what a toe touch is." And so I did it for her, <laughs> and she she's like, "All right," and like, <laughs> just it was just out of nowhere too. Like she she was like talking to this other girl. She goes she goes, oh, we can do two toe touches. I was like, how do you know what a toe touches? And then she's like, how do you know what a toe touches? I was like, well, funny story. And so yeah. Anyway, that's uh that's my cheerleading sauce slash. Who should who should, who should take us out with a cheer? That'd be the best way to end the episode. <laughs> hey, there's a hole out there. There's a oh, what, how does it go? <laughs> Hey, okay. there's a hole out there. There's a H-O-L-E hole out there. So hit the ball out there. So hit the ball out there. So hit the B-A-L-L ball out there. That's one they learned last week, and they did very well. Uh, I'm I'm all about the let's get rowdy. Let's get a little bit rowdy. So, uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah. All right. So, uh, that's it. Hit the ball out there. Kind of new way to end every podcast. We can just drop a new a new cheer. <laughs> Heck yeah. <laughs>